You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, June the 22nd of 2021. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Today we are brought to you by the wonderful Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully of Locked On MLB. Uh, Join him every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories, Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Odyssey, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Stitcher, or anything else. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Cardinals with an off day yesterday, and with the way that the standings shape up now, Chicago Cubs and Milwaukee Brewers are in a virtual tie for first place, both sitting at 40 and 33. Cardinals at three and a half back at 36 and 36. Reds fall back below 500 in fourth place at 35 and 36. And Cardinals have an opportunity this week as they face off against the Detroit Tigers. One of the worst teams in baseball, uh, as they sit at 30 and 42 with a run differential of negative 75. Uh, they are four and six in their last 10. Um, they've only scored 279 runs this year. I say that, even though the Cardinals have scored less runs than them. Cardinals have scored 287 runs, led up 319. Detroit has led up 354 and scored 279. So even though that the Detroit Tigers are well known as one of the worst teams in baseball, they've scored more runs than the St. Louis Cardinals offense. Let that set in for a second. That's not what you want to see out of a team that you would expect, or that you would hope anyways, to be in first place. And just to put it also in perspective, According to MB.com, their expected wins and loss record, the Detroit Tigers' expected win loss record based on runs scored is 28 and 44, and they're 30 and 42. So playing a little bit better than their record. Whereas the Cardinals' actual record, like I mentioned, is 36 and 36. However, their expected win loss record is 33 and 39. Take that for what it's worth grain of salt, million dollars, whatever you want to call it's worth. Um, Something worth noting. Something that I do have a problem with, and that is a major problem, is the Cardinals are nine and eighteen against teams above five hundred. But regardless of the run scored, it is well known that the Tigers are one of the worst teams in baseball. They are thirteen games out of first place in the AL Central, which is not a good division. Um, granted, the the NL Central is not really playing that well right now either, with just two teams above five hundred. The AL Central team has two teams above five hundred as well. Um, Cardinals, whoever the third place team, are at 500, while Kansas City, the third place team in the AL Central, is 32 and 38. So, food for thought. Just a little update on the standings. Um, but like I said, they have a an, an opportunity this week because the, the Detroit pitching staff is what makes them so bad, and they have two, uh, at least based on their numbers, not great pitchers going uh, today with a 7-10 Eastern first pitch. Um, the Tigers send out Lefty Tariq Skubal, um, who is um, 
not pitching great right now. He is four and seven with a four three six ERA, and then tomorrow with a one ten Eastern first pitch, the Tigers send out their number three overall prospect in Matt Manning, making his Comerica Park debut. So they're very excited for that. Uh, he went five innings, gave up two earned against the Angels in his major league debut. So, uh, but the Cardinals have an opportunity here. They're 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 an off day, so they they should be completely rested. You should see all the regulars in the starting lineup for the St. Louis Cardinals today. Um, and this week of baseball is, you know, for, for at least for for most teams, would be a very easy week of baseball as they face off, like I mentioned, two games against the Tigers today and tomorrow. They fly back home on Wednesday evening, and then they have four against the Pirates. And the Cardinals have played very well against the Pirates. The last time they played the Pirates was uh, May 2nd, and that was when they finished, or I'm sorry, May 19th in a two-game sweep. They also swept the Pirates um, from April 30th through May 2nd. So they're playing very well against Pittsburgh. You'd imagine that that would continue even with the bad stretch of offense. But this team right now is in a funk. I'm hoping that the off day yesterday was able to help this team. Um, and it, long story short, they need to take advantage of this schedule because they're not going to have too many stretches where they play four teams in a, or three teams in a row that are already out of the playoff hunt. Uh, they're playing the Tigers, Pirates, like I mentioned, and then the Diamondbacks after that next week. Uh, the, these are three teams that are far and wide, not even close, not even sniffing the playoffs. And if this Cardinal team is as good as they say they are, and this, if this coaching staff believes in this team, if, if their belief in this team is, is accurate, then they need to be beating up on these, um, these just plain and simple, not as good teams. And like I mentioned, I hope the off day helped yesterday. Uh, but for the rest of this show, I've been kind of going in-depth to the pitching matchups for today, talking about how o- Johan Oviedo has improved and how the Cardinals can exploit some screwball and Manning weaknesses. Um, so all that and more coming up here in segment number two. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront helps make it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio, and they can create one just for you in a matter of minutes that is globally diversified and has low-cost index funds. No more manual trading or picking stocks. No more watching the stock market each and every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is 500 bucks to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. Like I mentioned, Cardinals have a first pitch tonight of 7:10 Eastern. Um, I'm saying Eastern. Um, I know I don't normally talk about it in Central Time Zone because that's where I usually am. But this week, I'm in Florida visiting some of my lovely family with my girlfriend. Um, so I'll be recording in Florida. Maybe some of my videos will be out, out on a beach this week on the Twitter and, and Instagram. And again, you can follow that Twitter and Instagram at lo underscore Cardinals um, in the in the Tampa Bay area. That's where I'm at. So should be a fun week, and hopefully the Cardinals make a, a funner week as they have, like I mentioned, a week schedule that they can try and take advantage of. And tonight they send Johan Oviedo to the mound, and his overall numbers aren't great. He's 0-2-4-5-8, still looking for that major league first major league win. But if you look at his game logs, he, he just continues to get better and better 
with with each and every start, um, especially his last start, his most recent start against the Marlins, and I get it, it's the Marlins, but he went seven shutout innings, giving up six hits, striking out four the start before that. The final line, not great against the Cubs, four and a third with four earned runs, but he was almost unhittable for the first four innings. I just kind of lost control in the fifth, and in, in the start before that, he went four innings, just surrendering two earned runs um, against the Cincinnati Reds. So reason for hope. For Johan Oviedo and his numbers, even though they're not great this year, like I mentioned, a 4.58 ERA and 35 in the third innings, they're better than they were last year. Um, so stuff. I mean, his exit velocity, his average exit velocity has dropped five miles an hour. His K percentage has gone up four percent. Um, he's giving up less bats, batted balls in the sweet spot, which is nice. Um, because that for for like I said, a young guy, you're really looking for soft contact. I'm not necessarily looking for anybody to. You know, strike out everybody. Uh, but what, what's really improved, I think, is his slider. Batters rating 250 off of it last year, which isn't isn't terrible. Slugging 373, but this year that batting average has dropped to 216. Um, the, the walk rate for Johan is actually um, a little high, more high than I, than I would like it. It's 11.6%. But again, he's gotten better his his last couple starts, and if he can just continue to ride that momentum, because if you're a longtime listener of the show, then you know what I'm about to say. But baseball is a big time momentum game and if Oviedo can continue his momentum from his last uh, two or three starts and I think he can be really successful because uh, the, the stuff I think has been there pretty much you know since his debut uh, made his debut against the Cubs last year so the stuff has been there it's just a matter of can can he control it um can he can he locate it? And you know, there's a little bit of a difference when you're looking at minor league hitters versus major league hitters. And I think major league hitters have just been able to, to take advantage of some of the literal rookie mistakes um, that that Oviedo has made. But like I said, the the stat cast numbers look a lot better this year than they did last year. Um, you know, obviously they're still not spectacular because the ERA isn't there, but um, better than last year and that that's all you look for this this kid's still only 23 years old he can make improvements um so you're just looking for minimal improvements when you're looking at Tarek Skubal who's a 24 year old left-hander for the Detroit Tigers and you look at his stat cast uh, percentile ratings on baseball savant they're all in the blue 16th percentile average exit velocity sixth max 15th percentage and a hard hit percentage and I'll you know don't want to bore you with too many numbers but they're, they're not good He's in the bottom 3% with barrel percentage at 14.1%. Um, he's given up a lot of hard contact. His max exit velocity is 115 miles an hour, and that's the bottom 4% of the league. Um, his, his, Like I said, his expected ERA is higher than his actual ERA, which is never a good sign. Um, and what, what's killing him, at least according to StatCast, is you know people are hitting his fastball. And when your fastball is your number one pitch, or at least the pitch you throw the most often, and for him it is, he throws it 49% of the time, hitters are hitting 295 and slugging 590 off of it, that, that's not gonna. That's not a recipe for success. So you, you combine that with a somewhat high walk rate of 10, 10.5%, you know, you walk a guy, then you throw a first pitch fastball and give up a home run, all of a sudden it's 2 nothing, and you're, you know, and you're down. So we'll, we'll look for the Cardinals to, to exploit Tarek Skubal's weaknesses. Um, however, he is pitching well in his last couple starts. Um, bad, bad overall numbers, but his bad couple starts. He's 3-0 with a 2.74 ERA um, in his last four starts, striking out 32 batters. So even though with the bad numbers that I just mentioned, his last couple, you know, like I said, if you look at the game logs, which is what we should be looking at for recent starting pitching, uh, that's pretty good. So 
those starts include a six shutout innings against the Yankees, five innings of one-run ball against the White Sox, six innings of three-run ball against the White Sox, and six innings of three-run ball against the Royals. So you might think to yourself, oh, the Royals aren't that good of an offense, or the Yankees aren't that good of an offense. Both offenses better than St. Louis. Um, or at least New York's, I think, overall is. Uh, but but still, so it's always a balance, right? It's never white or black on this show. It's always one or the other. <laughs> you've got to, or one and the other, you've got to find a balance in things. So yes, his overall numbers are bad, but his, like I mentioned, his last four starts have been have been good. Um, however, also at the same time, throw a third mention in there. Each of his last four starts has progressively gotten worse and worse. Six shutout innings, five innings, one earned around, you walk three. Six innings, three earned runs, give up a homer, walk three. And then the last time out, six innings, three earned, give up two homers, and walked two. So we'll see if the Cardinals can exploit Scooballs, um, at least according to the numbers, is below average fastball. And, and hit some, some hit some balls out Oak America Park. Not a lot of experience versus either one of these guys. Looking at numbers, um, individual numbers, nobody has an at-bat against Oviedo, whereas um, nobody has more than two at-bats against Scooball uh, for the Cardinals. DeYoung and Eben both have two. They're both one for two. Goldschmidt's 0 for 1. Yachty has one home run against him, which you know, I'd assume is a two-run shot because he's one for one with, a, with two RBIs. And Lane Thomas is 0 for 1. So, not a lot of experience against this, um, against this, this, like I said, this young left-hander for, for Detroit. Um, you know, the, these Tigers are not good. 24 years old, like I mentioned, he was a ninth, ninth round picked in 2018. They seem to be on the up and coming. And if you want more of a, um, of, of a Tigers perspective, the Locked on Tigers host um, is, is a new guy. As the Locked on Tigers show, um, Chris Castanelli um, recently left uh, for Barstool, so the Locked on Tigers have a new episode out yesterday and today, their first two. Scott Bentley is the uh, new host of Locked on Tigers. He's also you know, familiar with the Locked on Network. He's a co-host of Locked on Red Wings. Um, so be sure to head over and give Scott a follow. And if you want more of a Tigers perspective on things, more detailed, um, again, mine's just generalizations based on the, the stats that I have looked up, but he can give you more in-depth just like I can give you more in-depth coverage on my team, he can give you more in-depth coverage on his. So be sure to head over to Locked On Tigers after this uh, if you want the the Tiger perspective. But yeah, I think the the game one looks favorable um, at least for the Cardinals because I like Oviedo continuing success. Because uh, you also think you know maybe um, obviously you you look for splits right. You got to look for for tendencies. And Oviedo on the road has not been fantastic. Um, you know the, the the one his his worst start in his last three, for example, was on the road. So that does um, leave some cause for concern. But again, I just like Oviedo's stuff too much. And even though this Tiger offense is better than its pitching staff, and the pitching staff is what scares me more, um, at least overall on this team, I, I still like the Cardinals taking Game One. Game Two is where it gets a little bit interesting, and I'll talk about Game Two coming up in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place your bets on all your sports action. Baseball season is well within full swing, and you can track all the action online at Bet Online. And not just MLB, you can also get NBA and NHL and your UFC MMA action at Bet Online. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their midsummer runs. 
head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you deposit 100 bucks with this promo code locked on, you'll get 50 extra dollars. Once again, promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you ever need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so save time and money by using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go right now and explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Game 2 on Getaway Day for the St. Louis Cardinals is an afternoon game, 110 Eastern, 1210. Uh, back home in, uh, in St. Louis, Cardinals send John Gant to the mound. His ERA has absolutely exploded in his last handful of starts, um, you know, this was for the almost the entire season so far. It's been this guy doesn't give up a lot of runs, but he also doesn't go very far. Um, you know, his ERA at the end of the day on on June first was one point six. Two starts later, it's up to three and a half, and three and a half is still a very respectable ERA. But he gave up seven earned um, in four innings against the Reds, and then five earned in an inning and two thirds against the Cubs. And his most recent start against Atlanta, three earned and five and a third. Only walked two, though, which is very impressive for a guy like John Gant, who is uh, in the bottom 16th percent, or excuse me, bottom 4% in the league with a walk percentage near 16 at 15.8%. And this is nothing new. Even when John Gant was in the bullpen in 18 and 19, he was in the bottom 10% of the league each year in walk percentage. And last year, uh, he was at 11.5% um, out, of, out of the bullpen. And he had a very good ERA at 2.40, but. John Gant has never been one to not walk people. John Gant walks people all the time, and you know he, he gives up a lot of extra base hits as well. Um, you know people are slugging over; it's expected slugging rather is over 400 against him. I mean, something that I found interesting is that his fastball, four seam fastball percentage, has taken a dip in recent years. Throws the four seamer about 11 and a half percent of the time, so that means he was thrown 131 times this year. People are hitting 241 off it, slugging 448. So slugging's not great. I get that, but people are hitting just 241 with an expected batting average of 170. Whereas the sinker has seen an uptick in recent years, throws a sinker 38% of the time. People are slugging 354 against that thing, hitting 281. Uh, and again, the big problem for Gant has never, or at least this year, has not been giving up too many hits or too many home runs. And granted, he obviously does give up hits and home runs, but. It's the walk percentage that is uh, that is the problem, and, and the whip of 1.61. Uh, 
That is a very high whip. It's his career high in whip. Uh, last year was his lowest at 1.07, but especially for a starter. I mean, that means you're, you're basically giving up a, a base runner and a half every inning because it's walks plus hits over innings pitch. So it, it's a way to try and see um, how many base runners you're allowing uh, per inning. And giving up nearly two is not good, especially for a starter. That's a lot of traffic on the base paths, and that's a big reason as to why John Gant doesn't go deep into games. Um and he also doesn't strike very many people out, so it's you know it's it's a weird dilemma. And I just think that the most you can expect from John Gant is similar to the start he gave you last time out uh, against the Atlanta Braves, four and a third, three earned. Yes, or five and a third, three earned. Yes, he might go five and a third and, and zero runs or two runs or whatnot, but you know I'm not really expecting anything much longer than five innings, considering he's only gone longer than or he's only completed six innings twice. April 24th against the Reds, and arguably his best start of the year. Um, and another one of his best starts of the year, June 1st against the Dodgers. And then he's only gone more than five innings two other times. That was five and a third in his last start, and five and a third on May 18th. Other than that, it's five and below. So it, it's not a good recipe for success when you're giving up a lot of base runners per inning, and you're giving, and you're not going very deep into games. Um, so he's giving up, like I said, a lot of walks and not a lot of strikeouts. His high in strikeouts this year um, is five, and he's got that three times. And not to say that everybody needs to be striking everybody out, but it just goes to show that John Gant isn't necessarily um, you know, cut out for starting pitching at the major league level. I still think he can be effective in the bullpen. He's been effective in the bullpen his last last two years or so. Um, but I just think that you know, this could be a big start for Gant. It could turn around, like I mentioned, against this weaker Tiger team. And but also at the same time, that this Tiger team is better offensively. Whereas the the, the Tigers are sending out Matt Manning to the hill. Um, like this is the the first round pick back in 2016 of the Detroit Tigers. Somebody thought very highly thought very highly of in the Tiger organization, uh, making his second career start. Like I mentioned at the beginning, um, his first start at Comerica. At America Park, um, and th- these are d- due to injuries. Um, this year at the AAA level has not been kind to Manning. One and three with an 8.07 ERA, according to MLB.com. Again, that's an 8.07 ERA, giving up 29 earned runs in 32 and a third innings. People hitting 3.03, but before that he-, he was he was very good. He was 2.56 ERA in 2019 at the AA level. Um, so maybe AAA just. Maybe AAA is bad to him, and he'll pitch well at the major league level. I don't know, but when you're, and his WHIP, for example, is 1.55, so not even as high as Gantz, but still, not incredibly fantastic. Um, and according to Baseball Savant, based on his last start, he's got a fastball, slider, changeup, curveball, also threw a sinker one time. Um, so you know, pretty basic mix. I'm sure his stuff is fantastic, um, but. It'll be interesting to see if the Cardinals can... Because it seems to me Cardinals never do very well against players early in their careers or players that shouldn't pitch well. They seem to always pitch well against the Cardinals. And, you know, Matt Manning just has that feel, for whatever reason, uh, that he might pitch well against St. Louis um, on on Tuesday. Or on Wednesday, excuse me. Um, and again, it's an afternoon game for that. And then after that, Cardinals head over to Pittsburgh. And that's a 7:15 Central first pitch. Uh, no starters announced yet, but the Pirates sitting at 25 and 45. So again, and their run differential is negative 97. They've only scored 245 runs. That run differential is second worst in the league to Arizona at 103. So 
you know, close out the show similar to how I started it by saying that this is a big week for St. Louis, um, that, that even if, if they are just a mediocre team, they still should be beating up on fifth place teams. Pirates have a 357 winning percentage and the Tigers have 417. Neither of those are very good. Um, and St. Louis, you know, I get they have problems offensively. They need pitching. They need this. They need that. They have a weakness in just about every area that you can have a weakness in. They need a starter. They need a bullpen piece. They need a bat. They need a bench player. I get it. The weaknesses are there, uh, but at the same time, this week could be a very impressive week for St. Louis um, if they go out and play, you know, to what they're capable of playing. Because I still think this team is better than what they're showing, but uh, time will tell. So before I let you go, um, after you listen to me, after you listen to Locked On Tigers, listen to Locked On today as they talk about what the Philadelphia 76ers are going to do with Ben Simmons. Get more of the sports news you need in last time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts as well. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And until I talk to you next time, hopefully after a Johan Oviedo gem and a Cardinal win, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.